Hi, and welcome to Louisiana Sister Squad podcast. I'm Katie Truther, and today's podcast with my co-host, Tammy, also my sister, which is why we are Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, are kicking off season three with a very exciting announcement. We've recently partnered with um, two very special guys. They... (laughs) host their own podcast and have their own blog as well as their own website. So we've decided to partner with them and host our uh, video podcast, audio podcast on their site, as well as now we're going to be adding um, a blog section. So that way we can talk about other things that maybe uh, be pertaining to the podcast, holistic health, as well as some current events. You guys are going to love Booker and Lou. Um, they host our lives and politics podcast. And you can now find us on www.unifiedoneamerica.com. So their website, unifiedoneamerica.com, is awesome, and they were looking to expand and have other um, podcasters and journalists join them to be able to share information uncensored. And so um, we're really excited for this, so hopefully you guys enjoy today's show. Be sure to drop a comment below, and don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can be updated anytime we post a new podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Let's get started. A little less than a year ago, a guy by the name of Lou Posada reached out to me and asked me about doing a podcast. And we we spent a lot of time together on the phone and trying to figure out exactly what it is that our objective was. And as we saw this country, it became clear to us that a unification had to happen somehow, some way. And we came up with the idea of unifiedoneamerica.com. Since that time, we have been doing a podcast. Uh, Many of you know about it. Uh, It's on americaoutloud.com, which is available everywhere. iHeartRadio. It's a live radio show that we do uh, Saturday night and Sunday night at 7 o'clock. And then becomes a podcast, which we house here on unifiedoneamerica.com. Additionally, Lou has since started his own podcast. It's called Lou's Views. And I'm sure you are aware of that if you're listening to this right now. But it was always our intention to grow this platform into a unifying message for people. There's too too many factions, whether it's conservative, Democrat, liberal, conservative. There are factions everywhere, and it seems the factions continue to grow today. We see that on the conservative side. Instead of unifying and coming together for two or three of the messages that are so important to us as conservatives, we continue to break down into smaller and smaller factions, becoming uh, less effective in messaging. So that was kind of our motivation, our objective with unifiedoneamerica.com from the beginning. We have added some content along the way. Real Mike is someone that blogs here. Uh, Lou and I both will blog here. And we have a couple of others that from time to time will drop messaging. But we we really want to add more for you guys. And we're excited now to introduce the Louisiana Sister Squad and their podcast. They've done them for a while, but we've asked them to join us here at unifiedoneamerica.com. And they have done that. And this is Tammy and Katie. Guys, welcome to the family at unifiedoneamerica.com. Absolutely. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us. We're happy to be here. Let's let's start the conversation. 
let's what about you guys let's start one at a time tell us a little bit about you let's start with tammy where are you from what's your motivation and what can we expect from your podcast well as the name says we are from louisiana southeast louisiana to be exact um the motivation i have to do the podcast is my sister (laughs) um she's (laughs) always coming up with like really great ideas and people to interview and what we should do next and um we work really great as a team and have a lot of fun doing it um I really love meeting all of our podcast guests. We have interviewed a lot, a lot of people, and they are usually um, extremely knowledgeable professionals or experts in their field, um, have a great story to tell. And um, I think like overall, when people ask me, you know, what I enjoy most about the podcast, Aside from that, I get to work with my sister and spend quality time. It is meeting the exceptional human beings that are our guests. And I learn something new every single podcast. And it's interesting you said that because as as I look back at the work that we've done on our lives and politics, the one thing that I enjoy probably most is identifying that one person, that person that thought that maybe they couldn't make a difference, but somehow they have and, and been very fortunate to meet some of those people along the way. And, and I know in, in what we do in our lives in politics, we've had, we've been very fortunate to have people like Julie Kelly, Juanita Broderick, uh, Mike Davis, Michael Johns, Corey Mills, a, a lot of big names that you see on television all the time. And they're great. And I'm, I'm so thankful that they have made time for us. But it's also the people like Craig Saulman Sawyer, a former Navy SEAL that uh, created his own uh, way of getting out there to to save children from predators and from sex trafficking. It, it's people with with just Americans that had an idea that started something. And it sounds like that's also what kind of encourages you guys uh, when you are interviewing people, it's it, it's really neat to hear stories that start from an idea that grow into something so big, like Moms for Liberty. And there are stories like that all over this country. Yeah, and that's really so inspiring when you meet people that are not only um, in the same mindset of you as you are, where you don't feel like as alone in all this chaos that and people that are all about action they have a cause whether it's you know helping people heal their mind body or soul or whatever it is or is they do like to take action in local politics they are doers and that that part of it is super inspiring as well let's go to katie southeast louisiana tell me about you guys growing up as, as little kids, what was that like? What's, what's the difference in age and, and your family? And, and just share about you guys. Because I, I don't think I know. I've listened to some of your podcasts. I see you in Twitter spaces. But personally, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, you know, my sister and I have had an interesting relationship. It's definitely become closer in, you know, our later years. Um, she is a little older than me and she had a son 
And so that's my nephew. And that's where really um, our dynamic kind of took off as far as bonding and developing a relationship um, because uh, we weren't as close as young children <clears throat> as, you know, in our younger life. And so, uh, you know, it's just great that everything that we're experiencing for the past, you know, 10 years has been new and exciting and getting to know each other. So it's, we don't have a lot of like hangups of, of the past and, um, growing up with our parents, um, they definitely instilled a great work ethic in both of us. Um, we're both very like hardworking. And I think that like Tammy said, we work together well, and it's because we both are attributing um, something kind of different, but with the same energy. And so uh, while I might, you know, be good at XYZ, she's good at three other things that I really need to be able to complement it. Like, for instance, I love writing and being creative, and Tammy likes spell checking and editing. So um, I think that that's like really helpful, especially in the podcast dynamic. Just like people that we're bringing on. Yeah, we've had over 50 episodes now and we're going into season three. So this uh, podcast right here will be kicking off our season three. And we are we, we're definitely exploring. We have explored different topics. And we always set out with the idea of being like in the holistic realm, the alternative lifestyle. Um, that's what we talk about, truth or lifestyle. And so while the information can be um, very chaotic at the rate that like the news uh, media moves and what's happening and you have all these different components, whether it is local politics or geopolitics or, um, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy, but just knowing the truth before anybody else and rabbit holes, all this fun stuff is that um, it's really important that we are talking about taking a step back from the information and remembering to be well ourselves. And so um, through this whole journey, we've really tried to focus on that for the majority of the time, like expanding consciousness, uh, breathing, uh, working out, nutrition, healing the gut. But we've had um, interviews come on where we're sprinkling and like deep dives into election integrity and so on. But I think that we've decided for season three, we want to be even more focused on the holistic aspect. So we'll probably only be doing one kind of current event or deep dive onto a topic like per um, like season. So for season three, we're going to be talking about the border and that'll probably be our only current event until we take break for Christmas and then move into next year. And then we'll bring on another current event topic. Um, just because it's a lot of pressure to not only put out current event topics, but then be talking about holistic health. I just got to the point where I felt like we we're maybe pulled in too many directions and that goes against what we're actually doing, right? And so I said, let's let's try to be just more focused and more diligent on sharing the wellness and nutrition information uh, by bringing on special guest speakers. And I think I think that's always a struggle when you're doing a podcast or a radio show is finding out exactly what it is an audience wants, but also not straying too far away from 
the objective and it's it's a balancing act and and i think that we probably all deal with that and we deal with it in our lives too you mentioned the border and i don't want to get too much into content to take away from shows coming up that you may have but when you when you look at the border how are you going to unwrap the border in this season three for you guys well we have a very special guest who has been entrenched in the border crisis for years he's going to be speaking from a very high place of expertise and he's even written a book on our border crisis when i think about the border crisis i always come back to a human crisis and i believe that by injecting the border regardless of how you may feel about it the person on the other side of the argument is going to take it let me give you an example if a conservative says the border crisis someone on the left is going to assume that you're a racist because that's the way it's been framed if you're on the left and you talk about the border someone on the right automatically thinks it's going to be about getting more votes because that's the way so many people think and, and in reality what's going on is a human crisis and if we really want solutions, I think we have to quit thinking about it from the right and the left, and we have to think about it from a hum humanity, uh, because we had over 1,600 deaths at the border in just two years under Biden, uh, and that's migrants trying to cross. That's before you get to 140,000 deaths from overdoses of fentanyl. And then we have 85,000 kids that they've lost. This is a real human crisis, and I, I think as long as, as we just frame it as a border, depending on who is saying it, it's going to be perceived one way or the other. And I really believe that our politicians only use it to gain votes and to gain money. And I don't think they really want to find solutions. So it'll be interesting to hear how you guys tackle that this year. Very well, interesting. Booker, Booker if, I, if I can, so while we're going to be receiving all of this information, how it ties back to our podcast is we also talk about, you know, we're talking about lifestyle. So the increase in people is going to be putting a strain on our resources. And it's not to say that people don't deserve to eat or we should get resources before them. I think that we'll be able to approach this in a very realistic way to where we can continue to drive the importance of trying to be as self-sufficient as possible. And um, a part of living, living a well life is being able to get outside, being able to garden, being able to grow some of your own food. So not only is that incredibly healthy for you and it gives you food to eat, but it also is in a way it's making you a little bit more sustainable. And so it's not about overhauling people's lives and necessarily everybody needs to go off of grid. It's about what are small, like Tammy said, actions that we can do in the everyday everyday lifestyle so what is good for us but also how are we contributing to society and so if we become a little bit more sustainable by like growing our own food um being able to manage our health better we are not only just doing a great thing for us but we're also taking the burden and the responsibility away from this big industry that has had a stronghold on us for a long time. So if there is a decrease in demand for people to go to the hospitals, the hospitals have no choice but to shrink.
The big pharma has their choice but to shrink. If more people are looking at independent journalists um, and watching their news, you know, online and looking to like people like you guys for their everyday report, that's less people watching mainstream media. They have no choice but to shrink, just like we saw CNN Plus. They're, you know, had to go back to CNN and they're going to have to actively reduce the amount of. Uh, contributors that they have because people are just not buying it. And so food, if you're growing your own food, there's less of a demand for these very quickly produced GMO foods inside of the grocery store. And so they have no choice but to reduce and should change their trajectory and to say more people are buying organic, more people are growing organic, and they're going to have to either meet the demand or fall by the wayside. So when you control how you spend your money and how you spend your time, every moment of your life. Everybody wants to talk about dollars, dollars, dollars. The time is the most valuable thing that you have. And time is actually money. So where you put your time, that's the same thing as where you put your money. And when you do these things every single day and build on it and getting better, things around you will start to change, especially your own health and well-being and your generations that are after you because I'm not just doing this for myself. I have children and I need to make sure that they understand the point and the reason and the value behind being secure. Hey, Booker, how long has it been now that you and I have been actually talking about this very thing that you actually brought it up, I should say, and we spoke about it, how important it would be to have something, uh, another podcast or a blog that basically talked about self-sustainability and all these different things for survival and then the health and welfare fitness and all of that that we didn't even hear anything about during covid because everybody was just talking about you know go home until you start feeling bad and then show up to the hospital when it's basically too late and as you know i work out seven days a week every morning uh, i either run but i'm i stay very active so these, both of them just now got me really excited. This is very exciting to have them join our family. But back to my original question, you and I have been talking about this for a while, and I think it's going to be a great addition because those are two topics that more people need to know about. Yeah, and by adding additional content, then we're going to have more visitors to the website that can see all the content. and. You know, that's been the desire since we started. And we, both of us, Lou and I both kind of got busy during the year with life. And uh, I got really busy with things and uh, we just weren't able to do it like we wanted to. And so thankful that um, Louisiana Sister Squad is going to be joining us here. What other things do you guys like to tackle in your podcast? You you mentioned the holistic things and you mentioned one person and 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 these people that have ideas and I talked about that as well but but I think that's sort of where you guys are what what is it that you want to put across to people to get them to understand and I I I, I hear what you're saying about the food and all of that but is there a bigger message that an objective of your podcast I think that um that it's it's just important that people know that uh for example like big pharma and mainstream media is not the truth and it doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left or in between or mm -hmm. don't give a shit about politics 
that the world is made up so of so much more than that. And um, it's like just planting seeds about like how people have uh, been lied to their whole life to ruin their health, ruin their mind, and which essentially ruins your spirit. And so we want, we just want to have a platform that's really open to everybody. And while you might not like or believe all of our guests, maybe there's one that you can connect with and be like, wow, and that could open a, your mind up to a whole plethora of other things. And I would like to say that Tammy and I, from the beginning, have stuck to we're not the star of the show. We're Louisiana Sisters Squad, but it is in no way, shape, or form like the Katie and Tammy show. We bring on people that we find their information interesting and valuable, and they are the star of the show. We're simply there to ask questions, to connect uh, you know, our followers, their followers, with the other great people that we've brought on. Um, and it's really about networking. And so that's why we're really honestly, additionally excited to connect with you guys because this was something that we kind of wanted to do on our own. Um, but time and work restrictions, we say, well, we want to do it on our own eventually where we can add on more people, but we're going to keep our eyes open for anybody that might want to um, include us on their platform. Because again, it's not about us being in control, being the arbiter of truth or any of those things. Like we truly enjoy networking. For instance, when we did human trafficking awareness through our charity organization, which is community for unity, Louisiana is uh, that was one of our first tasks we did um, was bringing awareness for human trafficking. Tammy and I are not experts in human trafficking. So we did essentially the same thing we do on our podcast. We reached out to people. Um, we watched videos. We learned what we could learn. And then we brought in people who are experts in this. So a lady that runs um, an organization where they try to, where they look to connect with girls that might be being trafficked um, out on Bourbon Street, but really all along I-10, they have several organizations um, from Texas all the way to Florida because the interstate is, is very prominent. Like it's so easy to get abducted here and be on a boat out to God knows where in 45 minutes. And so it can be very scary. And we got um, we got our police department involved. Um, and then the the actual agency that is in charge of human trafficking, we got them involved. So a lot of the same thing. So it's not about us being necessarily leaders where it's like, OK, we're here. We're going to inform you about all of these things. We want to put ourselves in the position of the listener to where uh, if anybody is like me, I listen to podcasts and they start talking and like I, I'm thinking of my own questions that I would want to ask this person or like if information is missing. And so even when it's a topic that we might be um, kind of well versed in, um, we reassure ourselves, like, let's make sure that we take it down to the base level and the person the guest that's on explains the very basics of what it is they'll be talking about and build from there. So it doesn't matter what your experience is with that topic. I feel like we kind of encompass all of that throughout the conversation in under 60 minutes. Well, that's all very interesting. And as I said earlier, I'm very excited about you guys joining, uh, joining our uh, website here. One of my big, um, I think, 
interest right now is mrna and digital uh, currencies i'm pretty i'm pretty focused on the world economic forum stuff anything culture and society as far as my podcast goes and i'm kind of the same way i'm not an expert but there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes behind closed doors as i like to say a lot and with all this political infighting and everything that we have going on amongst ourselves, because as I told Booker earlier, we just can't seem to get past ourselves to unite and talk about these things that are really impacting us. But with digital currencies and all of these other things being added to our food, which you kind of touched on, there's a lot of things going on that we aren't even aware of. And I'm starting to find out more and more, but it's been in the works for years now. So I'm actually waking up to a lot of these facts of things that I didn't know about our pork and our beef and what their plans are, you know, uh, moving into the future and how eventually we're probably all going to be digital currencies. I know there's a lot of disagreement out there about this, but I think if we're going to stay a global economy, we're going to have to be part of it, whether it's backed by gold or whatever commodity that it's going to be backed by here in the United States. I think eventually stuff like this is going to happen. So this is where my focus is right now, uh, outside of the health um, aspect of it. And I'm huge on COVID as far as Dr. Syed Haider and Dr. Pierre Corey. I love these guys. Um, I'm a big follower of the FLCCC and they basically kept my family healthy. And uh, I think they saved millions of people's lives. So I thought I'd throw that in there, but as far as the Lose Views podcast goes, that's kind of where my, my thought process is right now. I just want to bring awareness of all of these other things that nobody's talking about. Because again, not you personally, but it seems like everybody's all focused on Ron DeSantis and Joe Biden and Donald Trump and Chris Christie, whoever it is. Nobody's talking about all these other things. And there's a lot going on behind the, like I said, behind the scenes that are going to affect us in the future. So I think we're going to have a well-rounded platform and if there's anybody out there that listens to this, that you have your own podcast and you need a you need a home or you want to put a blog up, contact us and let us know. If you contact Katie or Tammy, they'll let us know. Those topics are really important. <clears throat> and it's just funny that you mentioned um, kind of like the end fighting and then what it is that's that's controlling the, the narrative. Um, what I like to tell people all the time is just because you don't watch the news doesn't mean you're not being uh, infiltrated with propaganda. And you need to be uh, really just cautious of your time and how you spend it. So for me personally, I don't think that we can afford, because I'd be paying with my time, to pay attention to um, Ron DeSantis and Trump and Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy and uh, Joe Biden and and Gavin Newsom, because in the meantime, while you're watching this show and we have an entire year before we actually get into election, there's so many more actionable items that you could be doing, um, you know, becoming involved in your own community, um, looking at the policies that they're trying to pass, what legislation are they writing, where are they going, where are your tax dollars going? I mean, my goodness, we really have so much more to focus on than Ron DeSantis looks like a meatball. Well put. You're talking about uh, the the toxic environment that uh, some of us live in in social media, and I kind of had to take a break from it myself about three weeks ago. 
and I've stayed away from tweeting and retweeting. And I, I really just need to think. I enjoy thinking. And um, as I as I look at this country and trying to find something that brings us all together, there has to be something in common that will unify people. And the only thing that I could come up with, unfortunately, is that 100% of the people are unhappy with the government. Whether you're on the left or the right, we are never happy or satisfied with what we have. And we need to understand that that is our responsibility if we are a country that has a government for the people, by the people, of the people. And whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right, we at some point you should be happy. And that's not happening. And I, I, the show that I'm doing this week gets into freedom. And are we really free anymore in this country? Because we have layers of regulations and laws on top of laws. And is it a time now that we need to strip it back down to the Constitution, a letter and a, a writing that was done from oppression and start building up from there that will make people happy on the left and the right? Because the way things are now, it's not working when 100% of the people are on that, uh, upset at our government. That's what I call the great common denominator booker when I have this conversation with people and they always ask, well, what is that? I said, the, the, the great common denominator is we all are unhappy with government. So you just coined that perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's interesting that you said that because as far as politics go and social media go, I, I have like recently, like I just have to totally detox from that stuff too. Cause it does, it gets overwhelming and yeah. it really screws with your brain is the nice way to put it, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's, that's important. But speaking of like rules and regulations and all this, um, I feed my dog raw. And so I go to Aldi yesterday and I'm like buying all this raw meat and, they told me at the register, they're like, oh, only six per customer. And I was like talking mm. to my friend, I went with my friends to the grocery store and I'm like, what's the difference if I buy this or somebody else buys this? Yeah. This is so ridiculous where, and I said that, I was like, but we live in a free country, but you can't buy the amount of food that you need. Isn't that wild? I mean, you're yes. already in the store and working for them because you're checking everything out and bagging it yourself. So you're working for free from them. But then they also, on top of that, put a limit on what you can and can't have. Necessities. That's wild. Yeah. And the, the, when, when it comes to regulations, you know, I and I talk about this in my show that's that we're recording this on a Saturday. So it's it's on tonight. And it, it's it, to me, I, I remember really like it was yesterday when they came out with a seatbelt law. And I, I remember thinking, wait a minute, why do you care whether I wear my seatbelt? And so that was just something that kind of got me. And then we went to the red light cameras and then there's laws. You got to have your dog on a leash. There, there's laws for everything. And then all of a sudden we wake up and they tell us how we can heat our water in our own homes. And so are we free? That's the question. The answer is absolutely not. And we do need to go back to living exactly as the Constitution and the Bill of Rights intended us. And as far as your dog on a leash, I actually agree with that one because I have a reactive dog. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm a dog groomer as well. Uh, so I don't really think that's a bad, uh, you know, thing or whatever. Um, but I, I still think that like um, every other thing. Yeah, I totally agree with it. People, you know, in this realm of podcasting and being a truther, you know, like, um, I kind of get like a lot of slack for it, you know, because, or people say, oh, you're black pilled and this and that, because I don't pay attention and I don't play into the propaganda. When you ask me about the government, uh, I say they're all criminals, you know, and people could, people put Trump up on a pedestal like he is Jesus. And it's, mm-hmm. it, to me, I, you know, I think Trump was the greatest president that we've ever seen in American history. I think he was phenomenal i love watching him i don't think he's offensive uh you know i have kind of the same demeanor like if you don't like what i say hey you know keep it pushing kick rocks whatever um but the you know like all this energy that goes into that you know and i'm just like you know when are you guys gonna wake up and see that it's like the left the right that is the great divide and conquer you know it, it has to be you have to be a good person and love thy neighbor, just like, you know, God intended us to. Yeah, so I'm... I don't, I, I don't play into the, the politics charade. I honestly, this will probably blow your mind. I don't watch TV at all. I don't even have a TV in my home. I never saw Donald Trump speak on TV ever until 2020. Wow. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And then whenever I saw him, I was actually in California visiting my friend for her 40th birthday and they had TV at their home and went and it was kind of like COVID was kind of like brewing. And when I saw him come on TV and say that, I was like, wow, this is like, we are like full blown entering the new world order right now. And that was it because I've been awake for quite a while prior to that. So, and I do believe they're all selected, not elected. And, you know, a lot of people that are in this community they don't agree with me and they'll argue the point and Trump speaks in code and this and that and I'm like you know I hope to God that that's the case and he's going to come back and save America but do I rely on that no I do like my sister says and start learning how to grow vegetables (laughs) and I say quite frequently is we are the they a lot of people like to sit around and and say well they are this and they are that and wait until they do this until we realize that we are them, then nothing is going to change. Because when it when it comes to Trump, and I agree with you, uh, a lot of people put him on that pedestal and and look at him as a savior. And I never looked at him that way. What I looked at was a guy that came down an escalator that represented something that I had always wanted in our country, and that was a businessman running our country like a business. And so for me, that's what he was and that's all he was and what we saw was that's not allowed in our government the dc establishment whether it was left or right none of them were going to have that and we saw what they did which was completely ruined four-year term which has had a tremendous negative effect on all american people whether you look at the unemployment rate and the wage uh, lack of wage growth for black and Hispanic community. It, it has not been a positive thing what the establishment and the deep state, whatever you want to call them, has done because they've done it to us. They didn't do it to Trump and they're continuing to do it. And until we realize we are them, 
We are the they that everybody wants to talk about. And we start taking the steps locally to get involved in our government, in our community, in our neighborhood. Nothing is going to change. Yeah, yeah I completely agree with that. Um, we sorry, we had uh, we had the opportunity of meeting and hanging out with um, this guy named Dave, and he's a constitutionalist. And I mean, he knows the Constitution backwards, forwards, upside down, you name it, and can really like break it down and tell you like what it means. And um, after like I knew the Constitution was important and things like that, but like after like firsthand getting all that information and being able to uh take that information in and like oh okay well i get it now it's like learning that stuff and learning exactly what it means to be american via constitution then you see wow it really really is up to us and you know there are that he's involved with uh, helping people form um lawful assemblies and they go in, they form these lawful assemblies, nobody is the leader. And then whenever, like, for example, with them, they're in Ohio, and um, they had like this, you know, the school board is and brainwashing kids and this and that. So the assembly sees that this is happening. Every time a spot comes up for election, the person in the assembly goes, the entire assembly goes and votes for them. And they have weeded out all the nuts in, the, uh, in their school board locally. So, yeah, you're right. It is we, the people. Yeah, as I was going to say, it's grassroots. That's the that's where it needs to start. And Booker and Mike, um, real Mike or real Hickory, uh, we've all been talking about this for quite some time. But to get people to actually, you know, do it or have a podcast or whatever your niche is, you got to do something. And what I was going to say earlier was, is that as far as Trump goes, most people think that we you know, we look at him as a savior and we all here agree that that's not even close. Uh, I didn't, I never got the jab and he was promoting it. So that right there tells you that there's a lot of things that him and I might not agree on, but I agree with what you said. He is the greatest president in my lifetime. And um, as far as what he did for our country, I think it's second to none. Uh, Reagan's, that's another good one to talk about. But again, the people on the left are going to disagree with us. But there again, it's a, there's a lot of things. I'm not MAGA by any by any stretch of the imagination, and Booker can explain himself as far as that goes. I don't want to speak for anyone, but to love Trump and what he's done to the country and for the country, um, it makes it just doesn't put him on a savior status in my book. So people need to get over that. That's just a propaganda thing that they keep pushing out. It's a bunch of nonsense. Amen. Uh, several groups of people that are a hundred percent all about Trump, and I know from experience that's not propaganda. The way some people think, I'm not saying all people do. It's not all conservatives or Republicans or whatever, but it, that definitely is a thing. A lot of people do. Um, the last time I was actually in the group, just chatting, and I said, you know, we're like, when, when you know, you guys keep trusting the plan. I'm like, when when's the 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 line in the sand here you know what i mean don't you see what else is going on around you and uh i'm not welcome in that group anymore it's a it's a cult it's an absolute yeah. cult and sure. i'm not saying that all trump supporters are like that because my whole family supports trump and we're not you know crazies but there 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 is 
extremists on both ends of the spectrum here. It, there definitely is. Yeah. And, and the way the way I describe that is there is a MAGA, which I think you just described. It doesn't matter what Donald Trump may do. It doesn't matter. He's always going to be innocent to them. And then there is the America first. And I think that's when you look at it politically, I think that's where Ron DeSantis has made mistakes in in his uh, bid to become a president. But I, I, I really believe that what you are would be America first. And the, the you can't be MAGA without being America first, but you can be America first without being MAGA, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. And I'm not, I'm not any of it. I believe in the constitution and Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. People yeah. say, are you right, right or left? I'm like, I'm none of it. I'm none yeah. of it. I was, it doesn't list any of that stuff on my birth certificate. And so we're, you know, I have different opinions than tons of people, you know, it, it's not that important and, to me. What's important to me is my health, wellness, and my family. When you mentioned the Constitution earlier and uh, constitutionalists, another important part of that are the Federalist Papers. And I really encourage people, if you have the time, read the Federalist Papers, because then you're going to understand why the Constitution is what the Constitution is. From uh, James Madison, from, from their pen, from all of these people, you'll find in the Federalist Papers why the Constitution says what it says in the end. So you can kind of get the internal thinking behind the constitution with the federalist papers i have yeah, read I'll some have of the federalist papers and um i have I, I have the book of course because we just can't keep things online and um it is really important so i haven't completed it but i've i've taken bits and sections out of it so like i just understand the context of this and you're right so funny, I was in a chat the other day that said um, people from Louisiana don't know what the Federalist Papers are. I was like, I literally have the book. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I but I agree. Um, you know, I definitely uh, tend to be America first uh, and really also try to just come from a place of understanding that everybody has been through some different aspect of life. But I also think that we cannot keep um, dissecting every person's life and social nuance to get to a conclusion of how to have a better America. It just needs to be um, you know, more of like a unanimous, like, this is what we can all agree on. We can all agree on that the Constitution is absolute and um, your rights are absolute. And anything that doesn't align with that just should not even be brought to the table. Or if you bring it to the table, once that's discovered, like, I don't understand. And maybe Booker or Lou can explain this to me. Why are things allowed to pass and then you have you have to basically raise the argument for it to go to the Supreme Court to be repealed or um, let be continued? Why is the process not going through the Supreme Court to make sure that things are constitutional before they're ever approved? Well, <clears throat> legislatures make laws, and the executive branch agrees with those laws or can veto 
and then whether or not that law is actually stepping on someone's rights is determined by the judge. So that's how the three pieces of our government is supposed to work. Now, part of the problem becomes when these executive orders are being signed by presidents like they are nothing. Over the last 25 years, it's gotten ridiculous. Regardless of who is the president, they are signing executive orders like they are a king. And it wasn't designed to be that way. So we we have to get legislation going through the legislators. And then if someone feels that a law steps on their rights, then that's what the courts are for. And that, that's what we're seeing. But unfortunately, we have overreach and overstepping by the executive branch, which is why you see Missouri versus Biden as an example, that we see our government is using big tech and social to shut down free speech. And so Missouri versus Biden took that on. And so I think that, that it's a beautiful way that it's set up. And thank goodness we just saw a judge in Delaware this week uh, do what she did with Hunter Biden when she was presented with more evidence. And we see now that both the defense and the prosecution, I don't know that I've ever seen this, were working together to make Hunter Biden immune from any further prosecution. And I mentioned this on a show three or four weeks ago that I did, that no one, everybody was complaining when Hunter Biden got off on a slap on the wrist. And I brought it to people's attention. Nobody said the investigation was over. There was a hearing that I featured on a show that the question was asked and it was answered that basically the investigation isn't over. So everybody got caught up into a slap on the wrist when in reality, there still is an investigation. And that's what we found out in court this week. But anyway, I'm rambling now on something else altogether. I'm sorry. No, Booker, that's an excellent point is that when the distraction is, is that he got a slap on the wrist, it's important for people that know that the time on the clock is not out. Um, I don't know. Maybe you're involved with uh, sports or high school sports, but um, I was a cheerleader for a long time. And I remember in high school playing a very dirty trick is once you know it's the last minute of the game and they're actively, you know, going back and forth in, on the court and the crowd starts counting down when they're too far away from the basket to make it and the game is not really over. That's a very dirty trick is to pressure the people into thinking the game is really over. And when you're at a home game and maybe you don't have an opposing crowd, you can really get away with it. I'm not proud of that, but it is a <laughs> high school memory for me. <laughs> nice. So you had people, you had people chucking 40 footers because they thought the clock was running out. Yeah. Nice. And they still have like, you know, 20 seconds, but we start with the, with the countdown at five and then they just throw it across the goal. Nice. That's not nice for high school, but you know, when you're in high school, you do high school things. So <laughs> Get, getting back to what Booker said, just uh, briefly here, isn't it amazing though, that coming with different backgrounds, as far as religion and beliefs go back with our founding fathers, that they had the wisdom that they had back then to have a separation of powers on how things are supposed to work so that nobody has complete control over anything. And we can't even figure out anything now. And the only thing that I keep coming back to is that they had, a, a, I would say, not all, I would say all of them for the most part had a stronger faith than what we have today. The people who are in Washington and who run our, our governments, 
that's the only difference that I can decipher from all that is that the wisdom that they had truly came from God. And what we have today is not of God. That's kind of how I see it. But again, they had the wherewithal to, to have the separation of powers so that things like this couldn't just be, you know, enforced and put in place with no pushback. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. We talk about that a lot, actually. Go ahead, Katie. Oh, I was just saying, take it away. Um, you know, on, on those topics of keeping up with things, I think that's why that was kind of my point, but I got kind of caught up in that old high school memory is that you have to have, uh, the sound voice, the opposition, um, you know, not opposition in a bad way, but someone screaming, Hey, the game is not over. The game is not over like you did on your podcast booker. And that's why it's important that when we, when we speak about these topics, it is coming from, um, you know, doing actually doing your research, but we just can't take anyone's word as absolute truth. If it if it's something that you want to go out and parrot and repeat and get people on board with, I think that it's it's our own individual responsibility to um, do the do the work, to do the research, to be able to come from a place of actual knowing and believing instead of just being like, well, Booker said this and it sounded really good. So let me go into a room and just say what Booker said and then I'll be okay. Because what's gonna happen is, is you're going to get pushback, whether it be on social media or in real life when someone, is, you bring up a point and someone disagrees with you, you have to do two things is one, it's not, you really shouldn't be coming from a place of being um, argumentative um, or get into a quarrel with someone. You have to also listen. You can't just pair it. And so when someone pushes back and you really don't know, I think that there is a lacking of humbleness and understanding to, to just be like, you know what, you're right. I, I really don't know. Um, that's happened to me quite a lot, actually. Um, just people knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm America first, that I do like Trump, that all of these things. And so if I want to talk about current events, if I talk about um, like what's going on with the Biden laptop and I'm reading into the Marco Polo uh, Biden laptop report, I actually bought the physical copy of that as well um, to go at, not only to read today, but to go into like my time capsule for my children, because I think that history will be rewritten. Um, it's not being transcribed as it is today um, because there's so much lies and fraud. But I've brought up crimes by the Biden family and then had it turned back around on me and people asking about, well, what about uh, Trump and Ivanka and Jared and um, and the money that went here and there and stuff like that? And I'm going to be honest, I'm like, I don't really know. I don't really know what you're talking about. And the reason is, is because they're getting their information from mainstream media. And the circles that I'm in are not talking about those things per se. They're more interested in doing the deep dives on these particular topics. So it's okay if you get pushed back. Don't make any enemies with your family just because um, you feel that they're kind of on the wrong side of history. It's always a chance for you to say, well, I need to be knowledgeable on this if I'm going to reach them and coming from that middle ground. And um, if you don't know, it's okay to say that you don't know. That's a great point. And I have a couple of thoughts as we start to wind this down. But if you met my older children, I have kids from 34 to 10. The 10-year-old will be 11 in a couple of weeks. But my older kids, if you met them and you asked them, what is one thing that your dad taught you? 
both of them would say, because I've seen them and I've asked this question of them before, they would say that everyone's opinion is valid. And I wanted to teach my kids that. And I haven't really, I've started a little bit with the uh, 10-year-old, but as she gets older, I will continue because a lot of people will push back on me on that. I'll say everyone's opinion isn't right. I didn't say that. I said everyone's opinion is valid because an opinion is someone's life experiences, their own knowledge, and how they understand things. And the reason why I taught my kids that is because I wanted them to ask the question, tell me more about that. Because until we can learn to listen to one another, we're not going to understand their life experiences and why they feel the way they feel. And then we have the opportunity to share our opinion. And until we take the time to understand where someone comes from, then we're never going to have the opportunity. That door is never going to be open for us. So I thought it was really important to teach my kids that. And of course, they, when they were young, they were like, that's not true. Everyone's opinion isn't right. Well, that's not what I said. I said their opinion is valid because it's valid to them because that's what they know. Yep. So take the time to learn and listen. And the other thing that as we're talking and we're we're talking about the constitution and we're we're talking about this country and this republic i've been really encouraged over the last 2 to 3 years to see that this republic is still intact and it and it really has been and when you look at what happened with covid and the way different states handled things you can really see that this truly is still a republic of states that we are not just a federal nation we still are working the way we were designed to work. And I I think there's good news there. And I don't think it's too late. I believe that if you're waiting for some big bang to come to start the Great Reset, I think you just slept through it. But there's still time to wake up and get moving in the right direction. Well said. I had a question um, about the hunter biden situation what's uh, so i haven't looked at any really social media or i just went on vacation as well and so <laughs> what can you tell if, if it doesn't just like in a little brief could you tell me just like a little bit of like what happened on the second round of yeah this hunter so foolishness? He, yeah he goes to plea guilty uh, for uh, number one the gun charge eventually was going to be it would eventually disappear, but he was going to plead guilty to a couple of misdemeanors, but stuck in the middle of that plea deal was working together, the defense and the prosecution, which there's a lot of backstory on the prosecution as well that uh, you can dig into, but there's someone that was very close to the Bidens and the Biden transition team that was involved with the Delaware uh, U.S. Attorney David Weiss and involved with this decision. What they did was they said that by taking this plea deal, that Hunter would be completely immune from any other investigations. And the judge looked at this and there was a couple of, there was something else that happened. The, all the whistleblower information that had been coming to hearings in Congress uh, Jason Smith from Missouri is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, and they put together an amicus brief, Jason Smith's attorney did, and sent it to that judge. Well, the day before this hearing was supposed to take place, uh, someone from the attorney's office 
that was part of the defense called the court clerk and asked them to remove that. And they represented themselves as being part of the attorney's office for Jason Smith. So they lied to the court to have them remove the amicus brief, which was all the whistleblower information about everything that Hunter Biden had done in evading taxes, uh, not paying taxes, and and other things uh, that has now come out since all of this started uh, with the slap on the wrist. So the judge looked at it, and thankfully, this judge said, I'm not doing this. And they gave, uh, she gave the attorneys until nine o'clock the night before to explain themselves as to why they went and did what they did in making this phone call and, and being a lie. And so they responded with a bunch of bull. And then the next day the, the hearing took place and she is now giving them 30 days to come back. But uh, right now, Hunter Biden has to he's being treated as a criminal. He he has to uh, basically report to probation. He has to look for a job uh, and all those things that the judge put on him as a result of this. So she's she's thrown this plea out uh, because she realizes that it's a, a free get out of get out of jail free card for Hunter. So I hope that makes sense to you. Hey, Booker, didn't. I'm sorry. Didn't she also ask if he was still under investigation and they had to answer yes? Yeah. Yeah, they did. And again, that I, I brought that on one of my shows a few weeks ago that that was in a hearing also. So the information that was in that amicus brief came from the information from that hearing. Right. And, and I, I told people on my show a few weeks ago, this is, investigation isn't over. So uh, don't don't lose your focus. Uh, and think Hunter Biden is out of the woods. Now, he would have been if the judge had accepted it. Thankfully, again, she didn't accept this plea. Yeah. And two of the other things I wanted to mention was he wasn't allowed to uh, be in possession of a firearm or drugs. <laughs> so good luck with that. Yeah. And he's and, and just like other criminals, he's subject to drug tests now. That's yep. what she put on him. And he's not allowed to drink ever anything which is fantastic. And so I think he's also required to go to rehab. So, I mean, we'll really see, and then it's going to continue. So hopefully they just keep um, finding more. And I mean, he really needs to go to prison and then hopefully we can get after his daddy. He needs to go to prison too, or, you know, I think all of that kind of transpiring was just really funny because they had the um, the image of the attorney hitting the bong on the balcony um, as he was supposed to be, I guess, maybe even possibly meeting with Hunter Biden. And then they pulled this stunt. It's like, man, you had to be high to think that was going to work. So what you did was really kind of seal your fate uh, by, by ticking off the judge before you go in for this. So um, all very interesting. And, you know, for our listeners who may not be in the political realm, hopefully you can find more sound information um, now that we're going to be hosted on uh, the website with Booker, Lou, and some other great contributors. Um, You know, this is a good way to keep your finger on the pulse of some current 
things without being swarmed with actual current events. I think that it's a lot. They always provide evidence and facts as they're talking. A lot of it is actually not opinion based. And so um, just to kind of continue with what Tammy and I are doing, um, we're just <clears throat> really trying to come from a place of also being um, unbiased politically when we have on guests. We've had on guests that might have difference of opinion in a lot of other aspects of life but that's not really what it's about. It's about sharing the information um, that could hopefully, you know, make everyone's lives better or even be life savings. Um, like we did, uh, we, we interviewed Jeff Rose and he's an explant liaison and breast implants and all implants um, are actually very toxic. And so we did a deep dive into that um, as well as with uh, Robin Tao. She is an advocate for patients um, who have received medical, medically implanted devices. So that's everything from medical mesh to breast implants or implants of any kind for aesthetics, um, as well as even birth control devices um, that they put in you. Once you're putting a foreign object in your body, it can be very harmful. And so what we did was talk about some of these harms and what's really happening behind the scenes in the medical field she actually does live speakings to inform and educate the medical community, as well as putting the information out there for people that might be going through some things or the information you need before you um, agree to have a procedure done. Um, I had no idea that medical mesh that they would use to like repair um, any kind of intestinal injury and things like that, that that was something that could come off and potentially cause a lot of harm by like tangling your intestines. And so, you know, if this is our show, so that's a little bit, that's a little bit graphic, but we have dived into stuff like that because in the, when you're trying to deliver the truth, sometimes you have to give um, not only relative cases, but extreme cases. And so she, she was just such a fantastic guest and we've had so many awesome guests. And so I hope that we can continue to provide content like that for season three and in the future. For anybody out there listening, you can find uh, our lives and politics on its Twitter handle at lives, L-I-V-E-S underscore politics. You can also find me personally at Bozada Lou, B-O-Z-A-D-A-L-O-U. And you can also find me on Twitter under Lou's Views, my podcast at L-O-U-S-S-H-O-W, Lou's Show. So that's where you can find me. Uh, you guys want to, uh, Katie and Tammy, you want to put your Twitter handles out or where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find us uh, on this website. You can find us on Spotify, Louisiana Sister Squad, Twitter at Louisiana Squad, and I'll let Tammy take it from there. <laughs> Louisiana Sister Squad on Telegram, Louisiana, it might be LA Squad on Gatter. What's the YouTube? Louisiana Sister Squad. Louisiana Sister Squad across most platforms. And Just Google us. You... Google us and all the <laughs> stuff come up. <laughs> yes. And if you if if you go to our Twitter, you could see all of our handles and what we have going on in our pen tweet. I always try to keep that updated. 
and on Instagram and Telegram, we have uh, links in our bio that will take you to all of these fantastic places where you can see our content. So whatever is convenient for you. It looks like we have Booker back. For me, it looks like we have two Bookers. Good Lord. So now do we have books? Anna. We only need one Booker. Go ahead, Booker. <laughs> I, I would just like to say um, I'm excited to have you guys at unifiedoneamerica.com. I ask everyone to subscribe there so you can see when new content comes. Their podcast or any of our podcasts come as well, or blogs. Hope you guys will will write some things as well. You say you like to write. There's an editor, so you guys are a great team with that. Also, Our Lives and Politics is part of americaoutloud.com which is available pandora spotify iHeartRadio. it is uh 365 days a year 24 hours a day seven days a week conservative talk radio with shows uh, from dr peter mccullough uh, attorney tom renz uh, dr carol swain is a contributor there as well so um if you're interested you can download the app and listen to that all day long if you want to it's just uh, maybe it gives you, in fact, every day at four o'clock, there's a great program on the Constitution. And really, um, he does a great job. Tommy Engel breaks down the Constitution every day at four o'clock. So that's another platform that you can support and get behind. And, and maybe just for something alternative, there's a nurses show on there. There's a lot of COVID. So um, check out AmericaOutLoud.com. Our show is on there every Saturday and Sunday night at seven o'clock. And again, you can listen to that iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Spotify. Awesome. Isn't that Eastern awesome. time for the show, uh, Booker? Yeah, it is 7 o'clock Eastern. Correct. Okay. And and we do have one final question for you guys. I know you had the chance to ask us a lot of questions, and it was a great conversation. So thank you guys both for being here and for having us on your platform. We're definitely looking forward to working together more in the future. Um, I wanted to ask if you had one minute to speak to the world this broadcast goes out into the universe and everybody could hear it almost like an emergency broadcast what would you say i think it would take me a lot less than a minute but i think the message that i would want to send to the whole entire world is to seek jesus christ because he is our lord and savior on this uh, earth he's the creator well he's not the creator but god is the creator but he is the son of uh, god and then we should all seek him because he is the only way, in my opinion, and in my belief, to get into heaven and to love your enemies. Don't try to destroy them as far as when you have conversation, respect them, get your point across, because there's no other way that we're ever going to convince someone to look at our thoughts and our thought processes if we're constantly degrading them. We have to include them and we have to speak truth to power. And I think that's the only way to get people to, you know, turn and maybe think about what's really going on. It might be a week. It could be months. It could be years down the road. It's happened to me where I've ran into someone and they've said something to me and it got me thinking. And I said, I remember someone saying that. And it changed my life, but it took a while, but it, it did. And I'll never forget that. And that's how I became a Christian was. A good friend of mine, his father was a preacher out of Tennessee, and he used to always ask me, Lou, are you, do you believe in God? Do you follow Jesus? And I never did at that time. But then years later, Nolan had planted a seed in me, 
And that's where I'm at today. And that's why I believe that everything is going on for a reason and God is still in control. And I think we all need to remember that. And that would be my message. It's all about God for me and then my family and then my country. That was excellent. Thank you for that, Lou. Let's check back in with Booker and see if he is able to speak. How how does this sound? It sounds wonderful. It sounds like regular, great sounding Booker. So we'll turn it back to you to to give you a chance to... uh, to answer that, to answer that question, go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mentioned that I was off Twitter and social media for a few weeks, just uh, a couple of days short of three weeks. And last night I put out the first tweet that I'd done in, in that time. And I'll answer your question with that tweet that I put out. If you remember the song by Brooks and Dunn, um, I believe, with uh, the story of the old man that the young boy had had met and had gone through so much in his life. And he said, how do you do it? He said, I raise my hands and I bow my head and I pray and I believe. And what I put in that tweet was Jesus's commandment. And I would say this to those that, that aren't even Christians, that we can simplify things that this way, that we should love God or a higher power and we should love each other the same way that God loves us. And if we all did that, and then we took a look at James 3 and, and read that scripture, I think the world would be just a great place to live. And I, and I understand that when I look at uh, when the, Jesus was asked, how do we pray? And he said the Lord's Prayer. And there's one line in there that, that I, I really studied for a while. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if we all loved one another and respected one another, then we create heaven on earth. But there's also an understanding that we're not always gonna be together on that path. So how I act and react to someone else can do a lot for their spiritual journey and them getting to their heaven on earth. And I would say it that way. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, again, I, I don't want to beat into the ground, but we're, we're happy to be here and happy to be working with you guys. Uh, Tammy, do you have any closing thoughts, statements? Uh, first, thank you again, just like Katie said, for having us. I had a great time and it was a pleasure getting to know you guys. And um, I hope that this combination of us being together on this platform works out beautifully. I also wanted to let um, our listener know that if you or someone you know has an expertise in holistic health and wellness, or, you know, anybody has a great story to tell that might be in our realm of things we talk about on our podcast to please reach out to us because we are currently booking guests for season three. And uh, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, guys, and we will catch you on the next one. Until then, you guys have a happy, healthy, wonderful day, wonderful week, and, um, you know, just praying to God we can see you guys again. Bye, guys.